0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tier Three podcast. I hope you're all doing well, and thank you, everybody, who listened to the first one. And tonight, now I am joined by Beard. Hello. And I'm also joined by Griff, who missed the last episode, but he was there in spirit. Say hello, Griff. How guys are doing? Last week we managed to introduce ourselves. So, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yep,
1: I've been playing. Wamano now for about 20 years, and Blood Bowl for around about 6-7 years, oh, and mainly play goblins.
0: And good thing you do play goblins, because that's the main focus of tonight's show. So, while me and the beard are going to take a massive guess at uh, how to play it, you are the vet who's going to tell us where we're going
1: wrong. I just wing it like goblins do.
0: Awesome. I got, I got. Before we start, I want to say thank you to... To Blood Bowl Gred on Twitter, who shouted out our our channel to all his friends, and that did mean a lot because you know there's people listening and enjoying and actually sharing. So thank you very much. Before we carry on, guys, have you managed to get any hobby done between this episode and last?
2: Beard, do you want to start? I've had a couple of uh, metal minis turn up from uh, Willy Miniatures. I've had the uh, halfling chef and coach. Uh, now undercoated thankfully that was a uh, a late birthday present from the missus i've been dry brushing up a few lizards and i've been test painting this afternoon some of the green stuff world color shift paints for a 30k project potentially one of
0: many 30k projects is
2: it well yeah one of many planned projects yeah
1: and griff what about yourself I've been working on my Project Lockdown, which is my Goblin Army. But for Blood Bowl, I've just shipped my Mr. Pink team out.
0: Well, if that's hobby progress, I'm going to claim that as well, because I had my miniatures back this, I think, in the last week, week two weeks ago. And they are my Elven Union team, which is so nicely painted. I'm half tempted to take him to the next uh, tournament, so I think in Wales that's going to be the Cardiff Cup too. Fingers crossed if that goes ahead because that's in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't managed to do much else, but you know that's neither here nor there. We won't go into that, guys. you sound like you've been busy because if you follow these boys on Instagram and on Facebook, how can they fi- find you, Griff? It's a uh, big tasty blood bowl on Instagram. I've seen my name a lot. Yes, but at the moment it's big tasty blood bowl. That's it, yeah. who knows what it's gonna be next month so <laughs> yeah if you follow griff on instagram you can see that he is painting nearly well, nearly a thousand points of uh goblins
1: yeah a thousand points of goblin now in the last two months so a fair bit more to go
0: well you'll you never stop you've been painting goblins for about 20 years i think but yeah that's, <laughs> what, it, that's what it feels like anyway you know probably is so, like I said, the focus of tonight is goblins. The good, the bad, and the sneaky get. So, guys, other than Griff,
2: Beard, have you had much experience with this team? I've been, been beaten up a lot by them online on Blood Bowl 2. I've been confused as hell by what all the extra positionals do. But, yeah, I've, uh, I've played against them a few times. Being a stunty coach, I know what messes up stunty teams. Obviously, Griff will know better than I will. But, yeah, I've played against them a few times. Nice.
0: And being in the same gaming club as Griff, I've played his goblins many times, and they are so fun. Whether they do everything right or whether they do everything wrong, it's just they're there for fun, which I think is amazing. I think there should be more teams on the pitch for that. But I think that's why GW are now announcing this new snorting team, which I think, Griff, you're excited about that, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at them now. They look awesome in snorting too, especially the pump wagon.
0: Yeah, anything small and green, a new collector. I do, yes. I think I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas, if they're out in time. <laughs> Before we go ahead, boys, Diyad, is there anything on uh, Kickstarter that you want to bring to the attention?
2: Yeah, I've seen a couple of things. You mentioned elves. I'm just going to uh, show you an elf team that I've spotted if you have a quick look at that. It's the Star Elves Team by Star Player Miniatures. This one has has all been fully funded and closed down by the time we've hit recording, but I've been watching this one over the last couple of weeks. And again, it looks a tidy elf team. Looks a little bit more sturdy in terms of the models than than the GW ones. And some really nice sculpts in there. There's no, uh, no repeated sculpts. What do you boys think of that?
0: From what I've seen of them, they're quite tall compared to uh, what's the usual uh, capacity, the human team, and you've always got the Wolverine-looking guy and just a normal lineman. And they do look tall, but that's neither, you know, the the aesthetics. The only thing that catches me is they are metal and they seem to be on one foot, so that's got to be a solid to try and manage them. But other than that, they do look half-decent. Griff, do you have any input on this? Totally honest, I haven't seen them. Save the, save the wallet, does it?
1: Yes, I, I haven't seen them. I don't really look like at Kickstarters, to be honest. With you. Ah,
0: GW only, is it? Yes.
2: I did have my eye on a Goblins team a few months ago, and I'll see if I can spot another Goblin one for you in time for the next uh, recording. I'll keep my eye out for those. Um, I've, the, the Pirates team. They, they they do look quite nice. Me, me and uh, Jay discussed those last time, and we've, we've both chipped in with those. I've also spotted a Chaos Dwarf team as well, which I'm just going to post up as well. Try that on for size. Uh, Slave Hunters by uh, Dankai Miniatures. They are some way off their goal. There's nine days to go, and only 14 people have backed them. They look a bit different from most things. They look very, very chunky in terms of the models. They do look nice, though. They, they, they're something different. You don't see There's not too many uh, chaos dwarf teams out there at the minute so
0: well, no it's at the moment i think it's hard to get the aesthetic right if you want to try and do fancy football anyway but like chaos dwarf is such a niche modeling range it can't it can't read away it can either look really good or far from where you want it to be and it just looks silly then when you want to put it on the pitch
2: i completely agree yeah i can imagine
0: it's the hard aesthetic to try and catch like but it's kind of, to me, when I looked at them, they kind of looked a little bit too... I know it's going to sound sci-fi for me. Yeah. They look, they look like they would fit in on like a 40k kill team rather than, a, on, a, than on a Blood Bowl pitch,
2: but... I agree, but everybody likes different effects when it comes to, uh, to Blood Bowl. You know, that's one of the good things about Blood Bowl. You don't just have to stick to GW minis. I think with, with this team, like you said, going back to... Chaos Dwarf aesthetics, you've got to try and get a nice mix between Minotaur, Bull Centaur, Chaos Dwarfs, Hobgoblins and then star players as well, because most Kickstarters or third-party teams bring out star players in the theme of that team, and I think they've managed to nail that theme across them all on this one, despite being quite a large range of different things to go for. I mean, some of the star players on there do look... The sculpts look nice. I mean, there's a couple of test prints that they've done, and they've they've shown them in comparison to a Games Workshop human thrower, and the Hobgoblins are about the same size.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit too tall for me that is. You know, hobgoblins are supposed to be small and nice. you know, they're like uh, in between not in a snotling and a normal goblin.
1: They've always been quite tall, the GW ones. I they? think about it. They've always been the same size as an actual dwarf, haven't
0: they? Oh, perhaps it's me, perhaps it's me picturing it in my head, but uh, no. Is this the Kickstarter that's got the... Is it the Fanatic or something like that is it on a steampunk skateboard or something like that?
2: The one that's on the skateboard rolling across a giant bulldozing ball with an engine and a chain attached to it. That's the one, yep.
0: Yeah, for me, that doesn't grab me as a fancy football team. But if there's people out there that are interested in this, don't be put off by what we are saying. It's because go in there, put your name down, put, put a pledge on there and enjoy
2: putting them on the pitch. Absolutely. Now, there's one last uh, team that I do want to mention. Now, this isn't a Kickstarter team. This is one that I've seen on Facebook, and I haven't been able to find it over the last couple of days. So, you'll need to have a good look on the Blood Bowl teams, but it's uh, on the Blood Bowl pages. But it's one that I think Griff would appreciate. Somebody's done a goblin team that are all construction workers. Yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. It's a, it's a really nice theme. It's really, really well done. I said I follow him on Instagram, I can't remember his name
1: to answer, but they've all got trowels and stuff on there and cones on their heads and they look quite cool to It's
2: a really nice theme theme team. So go out there and have a look for that one as well.
0: I gotta be honest, talking about Kickstarters and Goblins, I know we're getting sidetracked a minute, but I always find Goblin Kickstarters It can go one of two ways more than anything. They either look very fantasy, or they got that weird niche type of pull to them, because I think the one I've seen up three times has been the Circus Freak one, so they always try to make them look like clowns, and was it clowns, and they got them the stilts and everything like that, and then the other one i seen was the DC Universe. Goblins, so they're all done in a big Batman, Harley Quinn, and that. So to me, the the that's kind of a niche within a niche. Then, so it's sometimes hard hard to push that out to people. uh Or do you guys disagree with that?
2: I think you've nailed it there with the uh, Goblin Kickstarters. You're absolutely right. They, they're they either really fantasy-based or they, they're more cartoony and have some form of gimmick to them. And that gimmick's not always a bad gimmick. Like I say, the construction team that's out there is uh, an amazing bit of work. But then, like you say, some of them don't look that great. So it's it's, it's a mixed bag. There's aesthetic, aesthetics out there for everyone.
0: But like you said, that construction worker one was done well. But then, yeah, like I said, you've got, you got other than scenarios and themes, which takes it a little bit too cartoony i feel but i'm you know we've um put our email address out i'm probably going to get a load of emails now telling me that we're wrong on that one but my own personal opinion and i've got a microphone and i'm not ready to share my opinion so is that all on the kickstarter front
2: that's all i've been looking at recently
0: yes right then boys i got some news for you. do you guys follow greebo and willie miniatures i do yep yeah. You guys will be aware then that Grebo and Willy, I think it was a day after we recorded the last episode, started putting pictures up about a future project which both were doing. orcs, funny enough. So I got in contact with Grebo and Willy Miniatures and I asked what the main team is going to be based around you know what positionals and that so Gribo said their team is going to have four blitzers four black oak six linemen two throwers a troll and four goblins. so that's a little bit of a mixed bag on that one isn't it do you guys feel that's a all a nice all-rounder or is that a little bit too much of everything uh,
2: that's
1: why I normally run when I play off, so that would me down to the
2: ground. I, I quite like that. It's, it's enough to uh, to be getting on with and try and mix of different things, I think.
0: Well, I think I made my opinion known last episode. I'm not a big fan of the Black Orcs anyway, so there's a couple of miniatures in there that I wouldn't use, but perhaps with add-ons, I'd probably build up you know extra linemen and everything like that. But have you guys seen the Grebo Orcs that they've put the test pictures up of? Yes, I have. Look at them now. I don't know whether they, you can see something different there, but to me, they look very um, World of Warcraft-esque. They look like something you would see on one of them.
1: Yeah, they look very much World of Warcraft, don't they?
0: Yeah. It's, I'm sure I saw The man on Raid Shadow Legends adverts, that's, hmm. that's how tribal these things look. But if you like Chunky Orcs, I think Grebo is, is a Kickstarter that you might want to look out for. But William Miniatures as well, they seem to have gone different route, they've got a more of a muscular frame, not fat, muscular, but they're very heavy on the skulls, because I think they did ask people about what they thought about skull shoes, and I think they kind of went with it a bit then, so...
2: Yeah, I think I think for me they've gone down two different routes. Like you say, Grebo have gone very World of Warcraft, very chunky, very tribal. Whereas Willy Miniatures have gone more for the armor look, similar to Games Workshops. And I think for me, if I was, if I was to choose a team of play, looking at the models, it'd probably be the Willy Miniatures models. If I was to choose a team of paint, it'd be the Grebo. I'm 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 divided like that.
0: So you, so you were looking at the two projects then, is it, or are you gonna keep away your armament?
2: Well, I might end up having to do both. <laughs> If you can afford it, go for it, don't you? The wallet and the missus might not be happy, but I might end up with both. Oh, don't mess with the missus.
0: Griff. what do you uh, think of the Willy Miniatures?
2: Um, yeah,
1: they're quite bulky, you so uh, know. I'd rather run them but in the same position as the, the other guys.
0: Right. And then their team, they've told me, is going to be four blitzers, four black orcs, two throwers, and they fill in the rest of the slots then with a troll, a goblin, and I think it's going to be six linemen as well on top of that. So I think they've got enough to fill every position now, but it's whether you enjoy those positions is another matter something going to be announced i think middle of this month for the starting of these projects but if you are interested in starting a new walk project i strongly advise heading over to instagram checking both their pages and seeing which cad print you know suits you the best because both are we've both given our pros and cons about it you know Everyone's got a preference. I, I prefer the, the Willie Miniatures beard. I think you yeah like both of them for different reasons. And Griff, which one was you?
1: Uh, Willie Miniatures, I just checked them out now again. And, uh, yeah, they look pretty sick again. Yeah, I like them. Um...
0: Oh, nice. So there you go, guys. Endorsed by all three me- uh, members of the podcast uh, to William Images. And before we ca- we carry on, uh, I had an email talking about a online product. Like, right, guys, how how do you how do you enjoy Blood Bowl? Is it playing on tabletop? Do you enjoy online? Do you like a bit of both?
2: I'm a fan of both. I, I, I play more online than I do in person. That's that's down to current lockdown circumstances and work timings, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for both. And Griff, what about you? I'm just down for the board game. I've got a PlayStation one there, uh
0: have you both ever thought about online novel about uh, fantasy football
2: feel for giving
0: I was contacted by uh, Mr. Ian McKinley I hope I'm pronouncing his name right award winning author who has informed me that he is currently in the process of doing an online novel or fantasy football set similar parameters to Blood Bowl so you know you've got a fantasy football scenario with Orcs L uh, human and it all centers around the team. Let me get the information here because I don't want to put words in the, in uh, this fine gentleman's mouth. But first of all he said he doesn't understand why Beard decided to have a thrower as a proxy catcher, whatever floats Beards bought so I think he's one in the Camp J from last last episode but he talk about it in his words. It's a gripping tale by Ian McKinney, award winning author in which elves orcs, humans, dwarves, rodents play football and you're following Cassandra Thordwell, a pirate who wishes to leave her old life behind her and start a football team so you've got your heroine you've got your team that you want to follow and i think he's these are 13 chapters in already so if you guys are interested following the story if you search bloodbowlstrategies.com and type in up and under he has he has written a fantastic story he's got a friend who's doing the art style as well for each chapter in his story and i think i'm on chapter four i seem to be reading it on my lunch break yeah it's a it's really good and i i, I i'm invested now and i'm going to see this all the way to the end just want to read it again and again if anybody if anybody uh, is listening head on over to bloodbowlstrategies.com and type in up and under Okay, you were online dose of fantasy football. Start giving
2: that a go tomorrow. There
0: you go. And what I'm going to do now is we're gonna to go to a break and we will go on to the positional breakdown. Right then, guys, welcome back. We are going to break down the goblin team. So we're going to go over positionals, skills, and what we think would be a good skill to take. Same as last time, we are going to exclude, block, and dodge. So if this would be what you would take after you would get those skills, or if you wanted to avoid those skills, or if you wanted a bit of fun. Riff, you are the expert out of the three of us for goblins, because you've been playing them for a year and a half, I believe.
1: Yeah, a year and a half, two years, there's about.
0: When you play this team, how how do you see them? Do you see them as a fast-running team? Do you see them as a make or break team? Or is it a different way of looking at them? Or is it all three? Uh,
1: it's hard to say because it's a sort of team you've got to run away, then try your best to score a touchdown. So, yeah, many a running team if you can do it. Are
0: they the jack sparrow of the Blood Bowl pitch? Is that you've got to fight to run away? Yes. And Cage? Cage is your friend, is it? Yes. Right then, guys. That is how we play it in our local club. Griff has got to cage up best he can and uh, try and run down the line. Have you had much success with, with the goblins? <laughs> I think I've won three times with them in a year and a half. Sorry, but you've had fun
1: doing oh, it? Always come away on a Sunday out smiling.
0: That's the main thing. It doesn't matter with Blood Bowl if you uh, win or lose, as long as you can walk away from that table and you've had a laugh. And I think with Gob, you get a lot of stories about how either super well you've done or how much you've ethically fallen apart on the pitch.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Because um, I think, wasn't it our first game in the league last year? We went halfling on Goblin and wasn't like two of your players dead? Possibly three in it because I think one of them was you actually killed yourself when I it? It was the doom diver
1: yeah the doom diver Maverick he never uh, survives he always kills himself
0: but he's all he's always your favorite though never I've never seen you build a team without the doom diver
1: you're always going to have a doom day with in a Goblin team, always.
0: So, before we start uh, going off topic and uh, recounting tales from the pitch, let's break down the uh, the positionals. So, guys, we're going to be covering costs, start skills, and what's the uh, single or double skills. Griff, do you want to start us off? Yeah,
1: no worries. First off, we've got this bog standard Goblin. You can have 0-16 of them in your team. The 40,000 gold pieces to buy. The MA is 6. The strength is 2 ag is three and the av is seven they come equipped with the skills dodge right stuff and stunty
0: single skills are agility the doubles will have access to general strength and passing but griff, so griff what are the pros and cons and what skills would you give these people
1: right, basically the cons are they're quite weak they need strength too so if you come up with an odd player they're going to get smashed skills i'd give them would be shoe feet and sneaky get
0: so you'd build them all as possibility of fouling, or would you centralise that on one player?
1: Oh, all of them so I normally do.
0: Have you got any double skills for them, or?
1: No, no, these guys don't normally waste my double skills on these.
0: wouldn't waste them, would you? You'd, you'd just stick to agility, buff, buff them that way, is it?
1: Yeah, mate, that's where I play. I may be wrong. People may disagree.
0: The whole fun of Blood Bowl is you've got a very diverse way of building your team, haven't you? So one person might see it as a hindrance, some people might see it as con, and everyone's got a different way of playing. It's, it's an nice variety even if you're playing six goblins there's six different ways of playing in there so that is correct yeah what skills have you thought about giving you a general goblin lineman
2: I've um I've gone for two different builds with goblins. I'd I'd be building one to be my my designated fowler. So normal skills, sneaky get and a double a dirty player. And then I'd be going for a, a ball carrier. So I'd be going either sidestep or jump up, and then there's a double fend.
0: You would build a position as a as a fowler, and then you would build catchers then as well, is it?
2: pretty much like you say there's six different ways you well if you're running six goblins you can in theory run them six different ways so i think for me goblins are all about that bit of fun bit of fouling they're known for all the dirty tricks so why not build a designated fouler with both dirty player and sneaky git and and get foul happy like
0: i gotta be honest i i think the same is but i've come around to the idea of fouling a lot more because I, in a low strength team probably don't play halflings the way i to because there's at least one foul going on with them because i'm trying to i'm trying to get people off yeah i would i totally agree that you would have to build a designated fowler i wouldn't say i would do it more than one myself but i think those goblins are movement six two feet and sprint on it sidestep is always a good one diving tackle might help as well because that really stops people wanting to get in and out of them and if you've got somebody who's willing to run up the lines like doubles then tackle and strip ball i thought that would be interesting that when people think they can get away from the goblins they've, if they got dodge built in they've got to use their rerolls. and strip ball is a very interesting rule that i think is very underrated
2: you're right i think goblins are are underrated especially uh when you consider how cheap they are at field as well
0: well i think that's the big pro of them if i'm right griff you have them that cheap because you probably cycling through them because of the strength 2 and armor value 7. They do get take, uh, taken off the pitch in a league setting. Having minus 1 movement, minus 1 value, they could be dead dead at the end of it. But so it's always good to have him low to recycle the goblin. After that, uh, we've got the bomber. So I think, Beard, you want to take this one, don't you?
2: I do indeed. So... With a bomber, you can have, uh, as with most of these special uh, positionals, you can take up to one. They're a uh, cost of, again, 40,000 gold pieces. Movement armor, uh, movement value of six, strength of two, agility three, armor value seven. As standard, they come with bombardier, dodge, secret weapon, and stunty. Uh, the normal skills are agility, the doubles a general, strength, and passing. I think for me, I I struggle to really find where to put these in terms of skills. The double skill is easier had put pass on there to make that that bombardier shot a little bit more accurate but with a single I really struggled so I threw diving catch on there just simply because the amount of times I've seen online people throwing the bombardier's bombs somebody's intercepted it and thrown it back again
0: the bomber I, I'm going to admit I always thought of him as a bit of a useless player because I when I first started seeing them I thought they had no hands because they always been depicted with a big bomb don't know why but I think it's the fact that it was because they always carrying that big bomb i think thinking how oh, can they carry a ball as well so i'll admit i really looked at these a little bit daft before but i have seen griff use these and it's amazing how he uses them because he taught me never to throw them directly at someone to put it in front of someone what you could do like you said on your doubles you want to give them strong arm and accurate singles i would say jump up because you don't want to take away that uh, movement and that's what i would take on the bomber so you know, I want him to be agile because I want him to disrupt the defences. Griff, what would you do with your bomber? What skills, what singles and doubles would you give him?
1: Ah, uh, right, I'd like to give him sidestep. Right, keep, keep him where you want him, is it? Yeah, keep him where you want him. And hell Mary.
0: To make sure that he's a threat
1: everywhere on the pitch, is it? Yes, going can launch it everywhere.
0: In your experience, then, is the bomber? a big target when he's on the pitch or is he avoided at all costs because that bomb when there's enough of them around the player can do a lot of damage can't it
1: yeah why well, the fighting with a bomber and in most of my games people do surrounded goblins so when you throw the bomb effectively killing your own blokes as well he's hit or miss really he's
0: nice. he's nice to have but people have had a lot of counters for him then is it
1: yes yeah in our club anyway a lot of people know how to counter him now or
0: we know how to counter you
1: you know to count them me, yes yes
0: with all that said and done now i'm going to go on to the looney now if you guys are happy with that yeah man the loony is zero to one player forty thousand, same as every problem we have spoken about so far movement six strength two agility three armour value seven skills are chainsaw secret weapon and stunty And he he has access to agility on the normal skill tree. And he has access on the double tree to general strength and passive. And I'm going to admit to you guys now. I really struggled to think of what I would do with the loony Because bigger weapons are really hit or miss. Make sure that you've got a lot of bribes. And chainsaws, when I've played them have never really worked for me; they've always worked against me. With that saying, I think he would be my designated fowler if I was to have one. I know we said you build him into your normal goblin line man, but if you have got that chainsaw working through, you get inside there. We'll keep him in the thick of it. For doubles, give him pro. because like we said, it doesn't always work, but it can get you out of a sticky situation when you don't want to use your rerolls. Tackle and dirty player. Anybody want to tell me the skills next?
1: I'd basically go with Dirty Player, like you said, Jay. He's um, It'd work for him. Because if I did have him on my team, he would be my designated fouler. That's his job, you know? Yeah. what about you?
2: Um, As my single, I went Sidestep, and then I went Dirty Player. So I think we're all in agreement there. I think Dirty Player's the way to go with the loony. So if, if
0: you were to take him, he would be the the fouling option, and then save your other players there to create havoc up the pitch. Pretty much. Pretty much. OK, so what we got next? Griff? Your lap. Well, you're up. What are you going to treat that to, Matt? I have the
1: fanatic. It is not a one on the team. It's 70,000 gold pieces to have him on your team. His MA is three, strength is seven, AG three, AV seven. Skills, ball and chain, no hands, secret weapon and stun. And for my single skill, I would give him Frenzy. And I
2: would give him Mighty Blow. Griff, you've beaten me to the two skills I've already picked. They're what I use.
0: Before we go any further, guys, i got to say, the normal tree is strength, and doubles is the gap. General agility and passing. So, you guys would be mighty blow frenzy, is it? Mighty blow yep. frenzy, mate, yeah. Well, to be honest, I've kind of done the same. I've mighty blowed frenzy. I would try and protect him, because you don't want to cut him off. Perhaps thick skill, in case somebody's brave enough to take him on. Guard, but because he's a strong... Strength, well, he's a strength 7 player, I thought, perhaps if anybody's going to use this skill. Shadowing might work, and leader, because leader, that plus 1 reroll that like, halfling chefs can't touch, who's going to try and take the fanatic off, you know? It's either someone daring, someone dull, or you're waiting for the ref to uh, not uh, take a bribe. I thought that could have been an interesting combination. It's a very interesting combination. Giving you ideas for the next league, I you know. And I, <laughs> I thought, if you're going to keep it on, if you have put very low regal because you want Bob's leader on a fanatic, who is because of that strength seven, is probably a bit more protected than most. Best one to put it on.
1: Yeah.
0: But, you know, you've got, you've got a, he's a secret weapon. You've got to fight the referee. You know, that's
1: his yeah, biggest threat on the pitch. It's, it's basically a long he It stands on the stays on the pitcher.
0: Yeah. Deal yeah, up next. What are you going to treat this to, bud?
2: I'm gonna treat you to the Doom Diver. So the Doom Diver again is not a one. Uh he's sixty thousand gold. Uh movement six. Uh again strength two, agility three and armor value seven. He's got right stuff, stunty and swoop i really struggled to look at the skills on this one normally it's agility and then again general strength and passing i ended up going with i I ended up looking at what he what he brings which is the swoop so i ended up going with jump up or sidestep and fend thinking the main idea with this guy is to get him to a troll get the troll throw him so get him the ball get him to troll and get him up the field by launching him listeners will spot a very common theme here that i just like throwing players about literally throwing so yeah, I that that's what I went with jump up, sidestep and fend. What about you boys?
1: Do you, you wanna give yours?
0: Yeah, I'll give mine next then. So what I went with catch, diving catch, sidestep. I'm also gonna connect that to shoe a feet, that's how I work, and jump up. Because I want to try and get this guy the ball, going to make it easy for him to catch the ball. Doubles. People are going to point out that I'm going to use this a lot. That it's going to be this episode's version of Fend, which I stuck on everything that last time. This one is pro. You will need to reroll that landing at a crucial time. That can help. Nerves of steel in case he's surrounded and thick skull. He makes it, it. makes it very weird when you think a stunt, a stunty knockout can happen on a seven. But if they roll an eight, he's protected. He's still on the pitch. You, Keeping him from being sidelined by doing it that way. And yeah, my thing on him is I want him to be able to catch the ball. I want him to be able to stay on his feet, and I need him to move. Like you said, to get to the troll. But if he's by the troll, you need him to have the movement afterwards because he's movement six and sure feet and sprint can put him up to nine, which means if you have thrown him, landed in a good spot, can within that same turn can get to the touchdown area. Griff, have we looked at this right?
1: Yeah, have, mate, yeah. I always run my um, Doom Diver. I always hide him behind the troll. He's always got sure feet, and I always give him fixed gun as well. So he's always hidden behind the do- uh, troll. Launch him behind the pitch if the troll doesn't eat him. And fingers crossed he doesn't die
0: on landing, which 90% of the time he does. I think the Doom Diver's biggest threat is troll, but I think everybody's biggest threat is the troll when that's on the pitch. We are in agreement. Best thing we could do is the movement on this guy and making sure that he can stay on his feet, does it?
1: Yeah, basically get that end zone.
0: Bad, I thought of it the right way. I didn't want to look like a prat on the episode. Mm. So I'm going to go now, and I'm going to treat you guys to the Pogua. You only have one of these on your team. 70k, so he's the uh, same price as a Fnatic. Movement 7. Strength 2. Agility 3. armor value 7. has got Dodge. Pogo stick which grants him leap and very long legs i think he would have been more interesting if he had the right stuff as well but i think i would have been a bit too too overpowered he's got access to agility skills as normal and his doubles are general strength and passing from what i can see from the pogwa he is pro runner movement seven long legs and leap will help him bypass the line of defence especially with Leap giving you know, the plus one on the agility roll catch will help him if he is going to be a catcher. your catcher for feet because you, you could, you could uh, give him sprint as well but I think movement 7 move to a 9 without sprint is pretty good movement I put for his doubles pass sure hands and fend what are you guys thoughts?
2: well I went with diving catch as my single and I went with dauntless just for something completely different
0: you were willing to throw this guy in the thick of it then yeah
2: I am. If you if you've got the pogo and you've got a leap and very long legs, you can be jumping over players. You can be breaking into cages with him. Give him dauntless. You know, if you if you're if you're already marking the rest of the cage and he successfully jumps in, and you can, dauntless, you're putting it on the same level as the ball carrier that you're tackling. I I I see him as a as a bit of a cage breaker if you can get in there.
0: Enough, then. You have no respect for your teammates, or <laughs> What about you? Yeah, my
1: agility, uh, I've chosen sidestep, and for my general, I've chosen shoe sure hands, or strip balls.
0: You would make sure that you would get behind the line of defence by um, antagonise the thrower by trying to take the ball off him, is it?
1: That's correct, and sh- shoot down the
0: pitcher and bouncing away. Didn't actually think a strip ball on this guy because I I think I was going down the line of I wanted to keep him away from people. I'm a value seven and we all know I'm a value seven, quite reliably broken. So you don't want him face down and out and out of the way. You don't want him off the pitch. You need him on the pitch as long as possible because very keen-eyed viewers would have heard that he's not a secret weapon so he's not being hassled by the ref being on the pitch so and the same going for the doom diver so you want to keep the, those two on the pitch as long as possible we've all sung the praises of pogwa and i think other than the doom diver he is the best positional on the team i think the doom diver is the same part as him but i always have a preference for one player i kind of wish there was two pogwas though
1: yeah that'd be a bit overrated i
0: would be even that <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna go now on to the uh ooligan and griff you're gonna break this down for us i
1: right ooligan you have one on your team 70,000 gold pieces the ma is six strength two ag3 av7 skills you got disturbing presence dodge he's a fan favorite right stuff and stunty
0: he has access to agility on his normal and has general strength and passing
1: give him fully agility jump up and for nerves of steel what about you guys
0: what do you give him on a double
1: Oh, sorry. I give him nerves of steel.
0: Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be in, you know, probably going to be a rare time, but I was absolutely stumped by the Ooligan. I didn't know how how to build him for pitch because disturbing present is nice. Is it actually 30k more expensive, nice for the player? With the Ooligan you've got disturbing present and you've got fan favourite, which is, you know, I you know, you know it buffs him up for the cost. don't see it as they've got a proper place on the team. That's taking, additional, uh, that's taking money away, where you could put it towards a contraption. You could put that towards inducement.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. me. I've, I've got the model. He's a good-looking model. I've never run him because I don't think he's worth the price.
0: I didn't know what girls to put down because I think I've never actually seen anybody run a ooligan. could be wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody run an ooligan at an event or off night. I've never run him
2: at the club. so. yeah, what about you? Again, I were a bit stumped. I really didn't know what to go for with the hooligan. I'll be honest with you, I ended up going diving catch or diving tackle as my singles. And I ended up, because he's got the fan favourite, I would have kept this guy slightly back. So I'm thinking more if my opponent's throwing the ball up the pitch, um, I'm going diving catch. Or if they're trying to sprint round, diving tackle, and then dirty player. If you've got somewhere stopping them near the back end, back back line, and, and you can put them down, dirty player to uh, well with the fouls
0: do you see this do you see that he actually has a position on the team
2: i think for me the the, the skill that stands him out is the disturbing presence for me i think that makes a difference in what does and i just struggle to find out how to use him when i've looked at how i'd run him on the pitch i know we'll, we'll have listeners that will tell us how to use him properly i dare say we will but i again i just struggled and i just couldn't find out how to use him properly
0: well, I'm impressed that you two actually found skills skill to put on him because to me, I disturb him present. It just seems a bit far far out today to put on a goblin player. So perhaps he's more of a defensive character, so you would want to put him in your line of scrimmage. You know, he's got that area of effect. But I, I, I see that as in gold for your money, putting 70k on him.
2: I agree, I th- I, th- I think he's um, he's a lot of gold for what he does.
0: Well, you know what I'm like, i got to be down on at least one position in each team.
1: He could be useful when you're playing elves, fast team maybe, because you could slow him down with a just- disturbing presence, but other uh, than nah, that, I don't know, maybe i have to try and run him
0: one night, See sure he works. I didn't actually think about it as a anti-elf, but <laughs> you, might be ri- you might be right on that.
1: You know, try and slow him down a bit.
0: Yeah because you've got to have a successful road to do any action around them, haven't you? So it could be that. You've taught me something new live on A. Mark Ardell. Before I start uh, the double-guess myself, can you fill us in on the next one?
2: Next up is the Trolls, uh, limited up to two, 110,000 gold, movement of four, strength five, agility one, armor value nine. Uh, Standard skills they come with, always hungry, loner, mighty blow, really stupid, regen and throw teammate. And their normal skills are strength and doubles are general, agility and passing. I know we did cover Trolls a bit on the Orc one, and I, I definitely went with different skills on there because you're building it a different way, I think, with the uh, the Goblins Trolls. Um, so for my normal, I went with Multi-Block, and for my doubles, I went with either Pass or Accurate to help with throwing Goblins and throwing the Doom Diver. What about you guys? What did you guys go with? Do
0: you want to tell us what you think?
2: Uh, right.
1: I always go with Safe Throw and Juggernaut.
0: Uh, for when you go up against uh, the tree men, is it?
1: Up against your tree men, yes, man.
0: You, I can you see how you built this. You built you as as anti tree men, so I'm
1: So I mainly play tree men with a it's a small club we've got. Maybe when I reach down to Cardiff and further away, the, uh you might see different things, you know.
0: So there you go, guys. If you want an anti tree man, put juggernaut on it. I think I've kept my troll same as what I've done. uh, The orc team, I've given him guard because I want him to support his team. Giving him strong arm, I've given him stand firm so he is there to help his team. He's got a better arm for throwing his teammates, and then his doubles. I've given him pro and hopefully combat the always hungry rule tackle and accurate. So I build, I would build mine as a combination for the doom diver. So. if I were to go to either one, there's a better chance of getting an accurate throw. I don't know whether that's right or wrong, whether I should be making them as tackle monsters, but I feel their role, that's why it's two of them, is to hold the line and then to get help get that one player past the defences.
1: Yeah, I, I always run one up on the line, holding the line, and the other guy then is a the thrower, so I always rely on one to throw, one to hold the line.
0: You, you would mix the two then, so you'd have one dead yeah, that's right. Perhaps i got to diversify my uh, teams a little then, rather than... Building them all the same. If
1: you chuck a rip a ball grot on it as well do your three trolls and smash the air at the people The star players
0: is a different thing. We'll have to cover that on another episode. We've gone through the positionals we've said our pieces on them whether we like them or not and how we would build them and I think we've said everything we want to. Guys have you got anything you want to say? Extra?
2: Nope. Not on the uh, skill side of things. And Griff, you, you haven't got anything to say, is it? No, all good,
0: mate. All good. We're going to go for a break. And then when we come back, we are going to have our mock teams built. And then we will break each one down for your listening pleasure and say why we built it that way. And hopefully you'll get in contact with us by the next episode and tell us who seems to have, on paper, a more successful team. See you guys after the break.
2: So welcome back. Um, this is our last segment around the team itself. And this is uh, one of our usual features of how we'd build a team going into a league. So same rules apply as before. You have 1 million gold to build your team. Rerolls are at a cost of 60,000 gold. Just bear in mind as well that goblins do have half priced bribes being goblins. So when you build your team going into leagues and going into events, always worth keeping a bit just in a way for uh, bribing those referees and i've certainly done that in my team so i'm um, going through my team as you probably know by now i i love my positionals wherever they are so i've gone with two trolls i've gone with bomber gone with a loony fanatic pogo Diver, and an hooligan so i have thrown them all in there despite saying i'd struggle to add the extra skills on and then i've gone with five goblins to give me uh, a two-man bench and that So far comes in at 770,000 gold. I've then thrown in one re-roll. So that's left me with 170,000 gold left over. And then going into my first game, I'm inducing three bribes. Because as we said, I I think that goblins are all about fouling. I think they're all about a bit of fun, which is why I've brought one of every positional. I know secret weapons are going to be sent off, which is why I've got a couple of backups on my bench. Or they might even be on the bench to start off with. Uh, as they're not on the pitch, but yeah, that's my build. What about you, Griff? What are you, uh, what are you building with your million gold?
1: All right, with my million gold, I've got ten goblins, one doomdiver, a fanatic, two trolls, and a Pogua. I've got no rerolls. I've gone for one bribe.
0: Oh, that's a very interesting way of setting up the team. Can you explain to us why you've not taken any rerolls and? Why are you picking the positionals that you have?
1: Right. I don't take re rolls because re rolls are for pussies. Basically, gun doon diver. That's where I roll. Always hiding behind the troll. I fling him down the pitch. Ninety percent of the time, he gets eaten by the troll, or hits a deck and dies. Fanatic. I always take him because of his strength. Strength seven. Check him on the pitch first. Way, break the front lines. I'm a pogua. Check him in the back when he grabs the ball. Run down into the end zone, hopefully.
0: I don't know why, I think that's great, but I'm got be honest, I stumped when you just turned around and said re-rolls are for pussies. That's how call you plays these goblins, are these guys? I, I, well, I tell you what, that, that sounds like if Arnie was a bloody Blood Bowl player, that's exactly what he would say.
1: i would be honest you, I always used to take loads of re-rolls, and I started to rely on them. So in the last half of a year, they don't want me one re-roll, maybe no re-rolls. But I've gone my no re-rolls with these guys, because yeah, if you make a mistake, you fuck up.
0: Uh, or is it because I would always buy a halfling chef?
1: Yes, maybe that is the true reason. True reason why I stopped taking rewards is because they always pinch his on
0: Like I've said before, and I will always defend this case. Halflings have not got a lot going for them. They got big feet, small bodies, tiny dicks, no strength. They need help when they can't. And if a halfling chef is there to be used, by fuck, I am going to use it. Anyway, that's going off on a tangent. I don't want to. I don't want people to know how badly I use uh, chefs and how much I rely on them. I'm going to hijack the next bit now, because by the sound of it, I love talking, and I'm going to go over my team, which is two trolls, a doom diver, Pogua, six goblins, bomber fanatic three bribes two re-rolls and i'm left with 30k but i've got 12 players two re-rolls bribes but i with a 30k i found it hard to justify like say dropping a re-roll and get another positional perhaps like the again, because i or the loony, because i should but i thought with 30 with thirty thousand, perhaps if your opponent is giving you up some cash in the inducement section perhaps you can throw in another bribe i think all three of us have picked up on the really good players and we've had a bit of variety then on how we would uh spread the wealth in the rest of the team because i think we've all said two talls, fanatics Beer just wanted to grab every position he was the tight. he was the first kid in Toys R Us when it's a sale, and he just grabbed everything off the shelf. And I think Griff has been a bit more conservative, but he likes his position of the dumb diver is the lawn dart that's going to be thrown down the pitch.
2: I think you're right. Um, I, I, I am the kid with magpie syndrome, so if I'm starting a goblin team, I'm going out and I'm buying all the extra positionals, and then I'm putting them on the table. Whether that remains to be seen as a viable tactic and works or not is a completely different matter. Again, I'm sure our listeners will, will put me right and uh, join Team J this time. But yeah, I I think, again, it's good to see that we've we've all picked up on a few things, but it's good to see that we're all choosing different things again, because that's, that's the fun of Blood Bowl. You know, they, they give you a team. It's up to you what you want to do with it. Like
0: you said, Team J, I think everybody that got in contact with us agreed with me on the last one. So it'd be interesting to see perhaps this time when everyone emails in or Leaves us a message on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. They can side with you this time if they wanted. Or they're probably going to side with Griff because he knows what he's doing.
1: Uh, They might say, I don't know what I'm doing and boycott my team.
0: Well, this is the joys of having a podcast and telling people how we play. It's going to be a lot of people saying, why? Why would you do that? And guys, if you want to tell us whether we're doing, doing it right, wrong, indifferent or it's, there's a position that we've not thought of email us at tier3podcast at com. that's going to be fun am i going to be the man of the people yet again no it's good i can't wait and, uh, I think we've covered all our bases now so it's time to wrap up the show so after the break we've got the end of the show segment which i think beard is going to interrogate us, quiz us. He's got something planned because he did, he think he didn't like the way that I showed him up with the uh, Florida man quiz last week. So stay tuned and see how that goes. And that's it guys, it's the end of the episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget we are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter search tier three podcast and you should see us we are advertised on all good blood bowl groups if we're not advertised on that beard is letting the side down and if you want to contact the show don't forget we have an email called the tier3podcast at outlook.com so if you want to leave us a review if you want to give us ideas on an episode if you want to tell us who had the better team set up or if you want to give us an outdoor theme. Like last week, we done Florida Man stories. I think Beard is sending us off with something he's cu- cooked up this week. Guys, have you got anything else you want to add before we go?
2: Thanks to everyone who's uh, given us a shout out on various channels. There's a couple of guys, two Dunk Flings guys, there's people on Instagram, people on Facebook, anybody who shared or liked any word of mouth that's, that's sort of spread message of what we do. I want to say thanks because that's, that's helping us all out.
0: Griff, do you want a shout-out to anybody before we go? Uh, Just a big shout-out
1: to Steve for painting my miniatures. I believe his name is Chainsaw Steve on Instagram.
0: Uh, Shaolin Chainsaw. He seems to be the podcast painter. Yeah, I'm quite happy to send all my teams to him now. um, Give him a follow. Yes, he is on Instagram. Give him a follow. And cheers, guys, for my first episode. Griff, you are part of the team, so there's no need to thank us. You know, I'm going to get you on every week for your insight and knowledge.
1: Am I mumbling?
0: And you're mumbling. No, that's me, that is. It's uh, the pro- The problem you've got now, Griff, is whatever I do, I'm going to make you a part of it. So even if i got to go bungee jumping, I'm going to tie you up and you're going to come with me.
2: <laughs> I like being tied up, this fine.
0: And that's his other Instagram channel that you can find out about. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time.
2: You're going to have to make the next podcast an 18-plus if he's going down that route. Oh, we've got uh, Fifty Shades of Griff.
0: That's going to be the new podcast for him. <laughs> right then, that's it, guys. Oh, and don't forget to go online and read the Up and Under story. It's on the bloodbowlstrategies.com page. And spread the love to the author and the artist so we can, you know, do, do more with them in the future because I really want to interview them as well. Spread the love, share the news, and... Perhaps we can have more stories set around this fantastic, fancy football set then. Beard, what have you got for us now then, Bert?
2: So, I've got a bit of a quiz for you, boys. I would say points mean prizes, but your prize will have to just be bragging rights. Your quiz, since I'm from Yorkshire, is all about Yorkshire phrases and expressions. Oh, crap. Just what I wanted to hear. So, I'm going to give you... Every question will be an option A or an option B. So, don't worry. I've narrowed it down because... My folks speak a lot of broad Yorkshire, and uh, even my, my own little one and my missus sometimes struggle to understand me. So I'm hoping some of the listeners out there will uh, know what I'm banging on about. So question one.
0: But you're from Leeds. You're basically a town of fucking half-thing. You're Shire folk.
2: It, it is. Aye, you're right there. Aye, happen. But Go on then, go on then. Griff, I think you've got this one in the bag. <laughs> so question one. What does this expression mean? On Il Clamore, Bartat. Option A, on Ilkley Moor after 8pm. Option B, on Ilkley Moor without a hat. I thought you sneezed. A, hey, I reckon. B. So it is option B, on Ilkley Moor without a hat. Question two, what are pigs often as happy in? Muck or heat? That's easy, Cliff. Uh, I think it's muck. Muck. Muck, you're both right.
0: Well, that's, that was simple. It's the same same as Drone of the Valley one. Happy as a pig in shit.
2: Not far off. Question three, that's a threat in Option A. That's a kick in the shins. Option B it's a kick in the nuts. A hey, I reckon. Just just to split the odds, B. It is a kick in the shin, so Griff is right on that one. With three questions in and you've both got two. So which of these is is a Yorkshire way of saying hello? Now then? Or Sounds
0: like you're having a seizure every time you open your mouth when you do the Yorkshire bit. AO.
2: I thought it was A up, but um A. You're going with now then. Now then he's he's correct. What's what AO hey, oh, then? I don't know, some random thing I found on the internet. Question five. What does this expression mean? And I'll tell you that for now. Option A. I'll tell you that for free. Or B. Sworn a secrecy. A. B. Interesting. It is A. We're so now five questions in and you're both on three. Question six. What does this expression mean? Put wood it oil. A. Shut the door. Or B. Please shut up. B. elegant. What, what was the
0: phrase again? Put wood it oil. When I asked you to repeat it and I'm still none the wiser. like saying pull up the oil. A.
2: So you're saying A, and Griff's saying B. Should've said A. It is indeed A. Shut the door. Oh, my word. I don't either... Before we carry on, I
0: have a less stress deciphering French. Put the wood in the hole? Is that what you said? Put the wood in the hole? Put wood in oil. Oh, right, because it sounded like you said put wood in oil. It's, you just sound like the, you're doing the most random thing. It's like you say, I'm nailing that. What does that mean? I'm going down the shops. I, I'm so confused. You're, I, I could never spend a week in Yorkshire. I, in that area, I'd just be so confused.
2: <laughs> I've been down in Wales 10 years and I've only just started to understand you lot so you know Question 7 What is a bag of spice? Is it a bag of sweets? Or is it a bag of drugs?
1: I think it's a bag of drugs I usually say drugs You'd both be wrong <laughs> Zombie fight spice You'd both be wrong It's a bag of sweets You kids go weird things up there
2: I thought
0: spice was a drug You know they one of those legal high things
1: It's the newest drug in it?
0: No, I don't know. I thought I actually thought Yorkshire were up on it then, the way they were talking. But spices, spicy to a Yorkshireman must be like a hubba-bubba.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, question eight. Where there's muck, there's brass. Is that worse people are the wealthiest? Or is that there's money to be made in dirty jobs? I think it's B. B. You're both correct. Question nine. Grab that's coit. Does that mean put your coat on? Or does that mean put a baby in a cot? Don't it sounded quite racist, then. A. Chris, i with with A. Uh, B. Well, it is actually put your coat on. And last one, which is uh, the final one of the round. What's for scran? Also known as, what's for Snap? Is it option A? What's what's for T? Or is it B? What's a gossip? It is A. B. Griff's going A. Jay's going B. Well, the answer is, what's for T? So totting those up. Griff is on six. And Jay has scored five. So Griff understands Yorkshire folk more than, uh, than Jay does.
1: It's because I work well And I listen to Guy Martin as well. And Fred Dibbler.
0: Ah, see, that's an an unfair advantage. But I will take my hat off. Griff is our quiz master. He has understood the Yorkshire Rumbles and come out on top.
2: I still think he'd get stuck on a night out in Leeds asking for his way home. But at least I think he'd be able to order two pints at a bar.
0: Yeah, but no offence, you all sound pissed before you've had a drink. You're ten pints in, you're mumbling that shit. Nobody's going to understand that. You may as well have been speaking Japanese to us. I probably would have picked up over seven points then.
2: My mum's dad is Scottish. I grew up with my mum speaking Broad Yorkshire accent, throwing the odd bit of Gaelic in. How do you think I felt? I said my mum one day, can I have a new bike? Bike! I'll bike you, Bike! I yeah, didn't understand a word of what she was saying. Now I know how you lot feel. I'm so confused. I think I need a Jack Daniels to calm down. So... On that confusing
0: note, guys, I'm going to say goodbye, and it's a goodbye from me, and I think it's a goodbye from the boys.
2: Goodbye from Beard. Cheers, guys.
0: Right. What are we going to do now? I'm going to try out a little phrase now, boys. See if you like it, and see if people will tell me if it's crap. Tier 1 is for winners. Tier 2 is for players. The legends are born in Tier 3. Until next time, guys.